0: Welcome to the Retirement Planning Basics uh, Seminar. Uh, thank you for, for coming and uh, thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Chris Compton. I serve with the Friel Baptist Board of Retirement. I deal in operations and uh, accounting and finance and stuff. Uh, but one of my highlights, um, uh, things that I enjoy uh, in, in my position is to getting to talk with people uh, especially pastors about uh, retirement and especially as they get uh, toward the end uh, closer to retirement and how to set up their, their settlements and things like that. So um, that's, a, that's a joy uh, of mine. And so the Board of Retirement, uh, we are uh, about helping people prepare for their future ministry. And so in this seminar today, we're talking about, I want to talk to you about uh, retirement planning um, basics and have a little conversation about some do's and don'ts of retirement planning. My goal is to get done with um, this seminar and the things I want to discuss, you know, maybe 10, 12, 15 minutes early and give you time to ask questions because there may be things that, that I say that prompt questions that you want to talk about or things I don't say you have questions about. Um, there's a, a variety of age groups uh, in this uh, seminar and so we're all at maybe at different points in uh, that journey of, of retirement so we may have different questions, things like that. So I want to um, give you the opportunity to uh, ask those questions. and. Uh, throughout this uh, discussion, if you have questions, just raise your hands, and we'll um, we'll let you ask those questions. I, uh, does doesn't bother me. Uh, this session is being recorded, and that's why I have this mic on up here. So uh, I probably would, uh, if you ask some questions, I may just repeat the questions so that it can be uh, recorded and uh, put on there. So, so I want to begin with just a little. Um, what I call like a, a foundation before we actually get to the do, do's and don'ts. And I want to talk about what reti- uh, should retirement look like for a Christian. And, and you don't have to answer this question, but think a little bit about it. What, what is it you think about when you think about retirement? Um, as I did some research, as I, I've talked to people, some of the things that, that we generally think about or some people generally think about is You know, what vacations can I take uh, when I get to retirement? Or what beaches can I go to? What traveling can I do? What golf clubs can I be a part of? For some, it's like, how can I travel more to see my my grandkids or my kids who who live across the country? Perhaps it may be a, a business venture that a person wants to entertain, or it could be just they want to spend time resting and relaxing. And so I think all of us have some aspirations for some of those things. Yours might look a little bit different, some of the things that I mentioned. But for believers, what I want to stress is that I believe it can be a whole lot more. I believe it can be a whole lot more. And what I'm talking about is that retirement is about talking about what God wants to do for us in our future to impact His kingdom. Retirement planning for believers is about getting prepared so that you're able to go wherever God calls you to go and do whatever God calls you to do during the last quarter of, of your life. And so when we think about, from a, from a Christian worldview, from a Christian perspective about, about retirement, what I want to encourage you to think about is about, is about mission, is about open hands and about, and not grips, about others and not just about us. So, so it may be, you know, what, uh, instead, of we, instead of just thinking about like vacations and things like that in the future, what if it's about leading a missions trip? Uh, what if it's about preparing so that someday you can uh, serve in a church in a volunteer position with a church that doesn't have the funds to support a, a second person? Uh, maybe it's starting a new ministry. Maybe it gets involved in, in, uh, in mission trips, things like that. And so we may not know yet what that, that could look like, but if we're not preparing now for our future, then those things that, that God could have us to do may never come to fruition. So, so that's why uh, you know, it's important to think about our for, uh, financial future and so, uh, so that is our mission at the Bo- Board of Retirement, is that we're preparing people for, for their future ministry. That's why we want to push people towards. Now, our retirement plan is, is, is for employees of Will Baptist Church schools and daycares. And, and some of this seminar uh, may have some hints, gears for that, but th- this is about you know retirement planning for anyone. And so, but but as we think about it from a, a Christian perspective, we're talking about preparing for the future, and that's what I want you to think about. Now, uh, I did this uh, seminar at Welch uh, College. Parts of this seminar, and I was talking to millennials, talking to young college students. So, and I had this uh, this point: retirement a long way off, not as a question, but as a statement. But I knew there might be a different audience in here, so, so it's a question, retirement, a long way off. Um, so w- here's a question I just wanna pose to you to think about, when did you first start thinking about retirement? Uh, for most people, I think w- when, when you're younger, they may have heard about retirement, they may, may have heard things about retirement, planning or about perhaps a a workplace savings option or something like that. But typically, it's not at the forefront of of a young person's mind. I I can um, testify for myself, it wasn't for me. Now, I do remember when I first got out of of college before I got into the the ministry, I was working in my professional career and working in a hospital, and I remember saving some things for retirement, but thinking 35, 40 years down the road wasn't what was on my mind? Um, when you're younger, you're thinking perhaps about graduating college, you're finding a job, you're thinking about getting married, paying off debt, and maybe those are some of the things that we think about as we get older too, uh, paying off debt, uh, so things, things like that. So, uh, here's here's some interesting uh, points I, I want to make is that uh, we think about young folks 66 percent of millennials have nothing saved for retirement and this third one that i have highlighted i really want you to think and and i, I re this back up because i want to be sure it's still true but it's still true according to the stats that nearly half of americans have nothing saved for retirement nearly half and then a recent study uh, that I, I found, uh, 2023 studies found that 60% of Americans don't have a retirement specific account. Um, so I wanted to take uh, this next slide, I want you to see this chart, it uh, talks about the median retirement um, savings account. Look at these different ages, for uh, the median retirement savings balance for someone under 35 is $13,000. For a 35 to 44-year-old, 60000 and and you can, can see the rest. Now, when they look at average account balance, uh, th- those numbers are, are a little higher, but that could be skewed because some people may have larger balances. But when you look at the meeting, these are the average retirement savings. And I just kind of want you, you know th- that to, uh, to think on that, reflect on that, stick your mind and as we go through this. Uh, conversation and we share some things uh, a little bit more that may may help you as we think of the year. So, so what I want to do today is try to help you. Perhaps you may be in this category. You may be one of those who uh, don't have anything saved, don't have enough saved, and you want to get to that point. And so I'm here to help. Perhaps shift that paradigm in in, in our um, actions and in our mind about how we can be more prepared as we think about our future ministries, thinking about our future financial. Uh, self, and so we, we may think about why retirement, and uh, is is retirement is retirement planning that I- important, and then does the Bible have anything to say about retirement? Well, the Bible uh, does speak to the importance of saying may not have anything directly about retirement that that you shall say for retirement. Uh, But the Bible does reveal the importance uh, of saving, taking advantage during seasons of abundance in uh, preparation uh, for seasons of scarcity. And I put up some Bible verses and uh, those in here are uh, pastors, you you know, all these things, but uh, go to the ant you slacker observe its ways and become wise without leader administrator ruler it prepares its provisions in summer it gathers its food during harvest and you can see a few other of the the Bible verses so I think we can you know, without going into a lot, a lot of detail, a lot of verses, I think we can uh, all agree that uh, we know it's important just from a, a planning perspective uh, and, and a living perspective, but we, I think from a biblical perspective, we can say that, that saving for the future is a wise thing, a prudent thing, something that we should uh, consider and, and think about. And so I want to talk a, a, about a few important factors to, con, to consider as we think about why retirement and how important it is. Number one is that you're not going to be able to work forever. Now, some people may. Uh, some people may work on till the Lord uh, calls them home. But my, my guess is for, for most people, that's not what they want to do. Uh, and you, uh, depending on your health, that may not what you be be able to do. And so you're not going to be able to work forever. Uh, the average retirement can last 30 years or more. Uh, 30 years or more, we'll think about that. So, so in retirement, uh, in your working years, you, you have regular income coming in from, from your employer. Now you get to retirement, it could last, you know, up, upwards of 30 years or more. And so how, when we're thinking about that, how are we gonna have replace that, that income? Some experts uh, suggest that uh, you may need up to 80% of your income in retirement. Now that's not true for everyone. Uh, and, and I'll say this probably uh, a few times during this presentation is that there's not one size fits all as it comes to how you save or how much you save or what you will need because we're all individuals, we're all different, we all have different situations and different backgrounds. We So, so there's a lot of uh, variables as it comes. But in general, experts say you might need to save upwards of 80%, uh, have 80% of your income in retirement. And this next uh, point that I have uh, bold and underline is something I was in a, a, a meeting uh, earlier in the year with other um, financial folks uh, at a seminar that deals with uh, retirement planning and things. And the pr- presenter gave this... Uh, the statistic, and it, to me, I thought it was staggering. And he said that the average amount of money spent for health care after retirement is $315,000 for an individual. Now again, that's not gonna be true for everyone. <laughs> it may not be true for you, but th- that was the average they gave. And, uh, and one of the things that, that we talk about and we, we share with people is that one of the unknown, really the, a big unknown, you know about retirement. You know is is the health care. You know we we know you know the house we live in. We know whether we have it paid off or not. We can get a pretty good idea about what our utilities and things like that, our everyday living expenses going to be, but our health care. You know what's that going to look like? You know uh, how much is it going to cost? What is our health going to be? And so as we think about saving, as you think about how much you need to save, you know we have to consider our, our health. And how we're going to, you know, pay for that as we get older. And the second important factor to consider is that the average Social Security uh, check is around $1,400 um, a month. Um, you know, Social Security was never meant to be someone's um, retirement-only saving savings option. Now, for some people, that, that, that may work. Uh, I know some f- uh, folks uh, who, who that's what they, they live on, but they have uh, prepared and, and saved and done things in a way that that's really all they need. But as we get older and as uh, things change in, in our life, uh, you're going to find that you know, that's probably not going to be enough. And uh, we hear talk all the time uh, from our leaders and, and our government about you know, changes to Social Security, the Social Security uh, Trust Fund, you know, is running out, and all these different things by this year, and no one really knows. They, they changed those things all because a lot of factors change. But the truth is, at some point, there's going to have to be some changes made to it, and it may mean that you have to wait longer before you can retire and receive the benefits, or your benefits may be lower. And so what I want to point out is is that we uh, it, it's, it's probably not a great idea just to depend only on that uh, Social Security for your living. And so as we move forward, one last thing I wanna talk about before we get into the, the tips is, you know, what's standing in the way? Um, is it our cost of living? Um, is, is, it, is it our debt? We, we hear, uh, talk to folks a lot, and, and that's one thing that may keep them from saving is that they have, they have too much debt and they wanna pay off Uh, Their debt before they start saving for retirement. Uh, It's their mortgage uh, medical expenses, but I think one big factor Maybe it's the the most important factor is that it's a lack of planning Um, Because I I can tell you you know before I really um, Got started working here. I I had started uh, retirement savings, but you know I didn't plan for it as well as I should have early on and so it's easy to, as, especially if you're involved in the ministry, but not just those who are involved in the ministry, we, you know, life uh, has a way of getting away from us. Uh, we're busy. We have a lot going on. We have family obligations. We have ministry obligations and so forth. And those things are good. But uh, what I want to encourage you to do is, is to take some time and, and, and plan. And that's some of the things we want to talk about uh, today today. Uh, as we move to our, our tips uh, about retirement savings. Um, and so the first thing I want to uh, talk about in the do's and don'ts of retirement planning, it, number one is is to make a plan and identify your goal. And this goes to the heart of what uh, I mentioned about the the lack of the lack of planning because if we're not, making a plan if we don't have a goal then we're never going to get to where we want to be and so it's important that we develop a plan and uh... identify the goal so so most people uh... when we think about retirement we think about an age you know what age do i want to retire well i want to retire as early as i can fifty nine i can start pulling out my retirement savings or I want to retire at 62 when I first can start receiving Social Security benefits, or 65 or 70, or whatever that age may be. We, we oftentimes put a, a, an age to it, and that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. But I, I want you to think about for, for most people, it may not necessarily be an age you want to retire, but I think a better factor, a better question is what income do you want to retire with? Because when we consider that, you know, what income level we want to be at, that may dictate, you know, what age in which we should retire or we we can retire. And so think about the income. What type of income do you want to have in in retirement? And guys and ladies, it's not just about like, you know, I'm I'm not saying these things because we want to say, man, we want to be very wealthy in retirement. We're just talking about, you know, comfortability, you know, our standard of living, we get adjusted to a standard of the living, and then if we're not able to continue that in retirement, we may not be able to cover our you know our living expenses and things of that nature so so it's more than just an age it's about at what income and again, experts say that suggesting for seventy to nine percent I use the word 80 but earlier but of your income in retirement uh, and so once you determine. You know how much you will need for retirement and there's there's lots of uh helps out there and i don't have all the answers and all the the resources today but there's lots of rec- calculators we have some at our website at com. you go under our resources page and we have different types of of calculators to help you figure out you know uh um, what it would take to get to a certain level of income and so forth and so those things are very helpful and I'd encourage you to use those. Uh, But most experts uh, recommend uh, saving 15% of your income towards retirement. Now, uh, that may be a lot. Uh, And again, this goes back to something I said earlier that there's not a one size fits all. You know, somebody that maybe. Maybe they just save ten percent. Maybe that's enough for them. Someone else might need to save nineteen percent. Whatever the case may be, but uh, but most experts say saving fifteen percent of your income towards retirement. Now, again, if you're just getting started or you're not at that level yet, that's okay. The fact is, you know, having a plan and having a goal and and doing as much as you can is 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 wise as you get started. But things will. Will change over time. Uh, how many have experienced life changing events in your life? Uh, we've had record uh, inflation the past few years, uh, sickness, and our, our change in tax status. There's all sorts of things that can come up that affect it. So, uh, you know, if you start out lower, uh, maybe you can't do 15%, maybe it's 3% or 5%, and maybe you work with an employer that does some sort of matching contribution or your employer your church gives into your retirement account you know it's not just you putting in the fifth 50 but you may have help from your employer as a benefit but just getting started three percent five percent whatever that amount is then as you go revisit uh, those things and adjust your savings go but the key is if you don't know where you're going you're probably not going to get there and so, again, it's back to making a, a plan and identifying your goal. It's not just an age, but it perhaps we should think of it as, what income level do I want as I get to retirement? The second thing I want to, to mention is about knowing your retirement savings options. And I think this is key. Uh, for, for a lot of us, and, and some, uh, if you're younger or you're even if you're middle-aged old, you may not know what, what options are out there. And so it's important to, to understand, you know, what vehicles are there available for me. I like this statement, there is no single best retirement plan, but there is likely a best retirement plan or combination of retirement plan or counts for you there's not just one out there that's best for everybody but there's probably one out there that may be best best for, for you uh, for instance um, if you work an employer that offers an employer match that's probably the best place to start uh, where they're giving you free money if you will do something uh, with it um, if you are an ordained minister working within Free Will Baptist, then I would say that our retirement plan is probably the best option for you with the tax savings that it can afford that you can't get anywhere else. And if you have questions about that, we'll be happy to talk to you about that. And so there's likely one that's available for you. Uh, and so uh, think through that. And as we talk about some of these options, I just want to mention a few things that, that most of us, you, you may understand, may know. But when we think about types of retirement savings model quickly I just want to mention a a couple of things and when we talk about that in the retirement plan world we talk about two different types of savings models there's a defined benefit model and a defined contribution and I just briefly want to help you understand the difference because some of you may may have one or the other you may have both you don't really understand what that means but a defined benefit plan is often what we think of in a lot of circles as as a pension plan it's a plan where an employer promises to pay the employees a monthly retirement amount defined by some benefit formula that the employers come up with so in a lot of these cases employees will work for specified period of time for the employer to qualify for these benefits and then the employee guarantees benefits that are calculated based upon years of service rate of pay and so forth um, there's still some of those out there uh, a lot of employers have gone away from those because it's they found that it's uh, hard to fund as people are getting closer to retirement and those are ballooning and so but that's what we talk about when we talk about a defined benefit plan But the the second one the defined contribution plan is probably what more of us are familiar with and that's what our retirement plan is and that's what 401ks and iras are is a defined contribution plan and that's where the employer or the employee or the person makes a specific or defined contribution to a fund and those contributions are invested on the behalf of the employee and their investments of choice, and then the employee's retirement benefit depends upon those funds and the returns of those funds. So what they contribute, what their employee contributes, what that money gains or earns over time, that is the benefit. That is what you you have, that is your money. And so these are the types of plans that most of us uh, avail ourselves with. That's what you have if you have a 401k or an IRA, or 403b, and so some of those include as i said 401k's, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 457 plans, thrift savings plans, the 403Bs um, like like ours. And so uh, and so you can see those uh, 401k for most people that that you know employer sponsor plan in the for-profit world and Typically, if you're in a for-profit setting, that's probably the easiest and best way place to get, get started. Most 401K plans that uh, employers they have, they probably have a large selection of investment options to you. The contribution limits in a 401K and even a 403B is is way more than you can get with an IRA, and so if you got started late and you're looking to put in a whole lot more money into saving, well, you're limited in an IRA to, I think, it's still $6,500, whereas, you know, in a 401K, uh, uh, 3B, it's three times that, and so those vehicles are better for you in, in trying to save, especially getting trying to to catch up, but not only that, when you're involved in an employer plan, the the resources, the assets are pulled, and a lot of times it's cheaper uh, for the plan sponsor to operate that plan, so therefore it uh, helps you save more over the long term. And then we have IRAs, and anyone can contribute to an IRA. Uh, You can receive a tax deduction on your contributions as long as your taxable income remains under a certain limit, and then there are Roth. IRAs and Roth IRAs are a little different uh, that you do not deduct the contributions from your current taxes, but the interest, the earnings on your funds grow tax-free and you, they'll be tax-free in retirement under, uh, if you meet certain uh, conditions that the IRS has set up. And so again, the, the contribution limits on an IRA and a Roth IRA. You know are the same, and so those are limited. But in a lot of times, if if a Roth is something that you are interested in, uh, a lot of employer plans like like ours allow for Roth contributions. And uh, again, those contribution limits are three times, you know, higher than um, what you can get in a Roth IRA. Uh, Any questions so far about anything I've said? Uh, You have questions on? You mentioned the um, three hundred. $15,000 Thousand dollars for um, hospitalizations, whatever that was. Was yep. that including Medicare on top of, or just Medicare was in that number? Um, I, I'm really not sure. Uh, and so the question was, you know, when I mentioned about the $315,000 uh, expenses, does that include Medicare? in? I think it, it, it is included. Uh, and, you know, again, that, that's, a, that's a large number, but I think as we think about you know the retirement planning and how much. Again, we're going back to to the number, not the age. Is you know we just really need to, to factor factor that in. And that again, you know, that 315000 and fifteen thousand dollars would probably include your, your premiums and, and so forth, but also the, the out of pocket expenses. And so when you have to try to, I mean, three and fifteen thousand dollars. Where is that money you know going to come from? So that's a very good question. Any other questions before we? Go to the next one. The third uh, tip I wanna give uh, is is start now. Uh, and maybe you're in here and you've already started saving. Uh, maybe you, you've not started saving. But if anything uh, you learned from this seminar today, this is one thing I want you to know is that you need to start saving now. Because really the sooner uh, you start saving for retirement, the easier it is and the less work you have to do. And uh, maybe you're already employed. Maybe you're getting ready to change jobs or you're going to change jobs in the future. I would suggest to you that you, you, you start with your first paycheck. If you can get it set up where you can have that deduction come out of your check and it never, you never see it. You never see that, okay, now, you know, I, I've been getting this amount of money, now I have to start saving, and now, now I'm going to take a deduction. You see that difference, and so uh, it's kind of like a psychological thing. And so I would just encourage you to, you know, as you go through, it is, to, is to, to save, start saving now, and if you change jobs, continue to save. Continue to save, because the longer you put it off, the harder it is, is, to, is to start um, some of the things as I, I get, get the opportunity to, to serve others and, and talk to people about, about retirement is is that, you know, we, we get the opportunity to go to some of our larger employers and sit down with employees uh, in Christian schools or in assisted living or children's homes, things like that. And um, s- some people, you know, they talk about, I just can't afford to put anything into retirement right now. And, and, I, and I get the sentiment of the statement, you know. And one thing that a lot of us we look at is we look at retirement savings as an expense, and it's not an expense. Uh, you, you're saving to pay yourself in, in the future. And uh, one of the things I try to shift and try to you know get people to think about it, it's not just uh, that you can't afford not to put money in retirement. I think it's that you can't afford not to. And and again, you, you'll be surprised um, at if you're saving $10 a paycheck of, of how a little amount can compound over time. But it's not just that, because we're going to talk about compounding interest in just a moment, but how that, it's the psychological effect that, that you are saving and you're doing something and that and you see that and you begin not to miss and you see that savings grow and then you increase that with the next time and so um, so the key is to start now. Why do we want to start now? Well, three things you have control over in retirement savings. One is how much you invest. Number two is where you invest it and number three how long you invest. Now As I've been here in this convention, I've had people come and talk to me about their retirement account with us. One thing they would like for us to control is how much money their money makes. (laughs) Uh, But we have no control over that. You know, our office and any retirement plan sponsor, they try to choose uh, investment, give investment options so that people can make the best decisions for them. But we have no control over over the market and how it does. But what we have control over are these three things, how much invest, where you invest it, and how long you invest. And so uh, why start now? How does that benefit me? Well, the tax savings. Uh, saving uh, tax-deferred uh, will save you um, money now. And with our plan, uh, if, if a minister saving money tax-deferred from their paycheck, not only, number one, it, this is in our plan specifically, does it save you on federal income tax, but it also lowers your self-employment tax. And if you an or, or, are an ordained minister, and you know what I'm talking about when you're paying the 15.3% of your your income in self-employment tax, just do the math, even if you're putting $1,000, that's $153 savings there that you can save in say, um, self-employment tax. And so... Here's the thing we like to often say, that time and compounding interest, when it comes to retirement, they are your best friends. The longer time you have, the more compounding interest can work for you. And you guys are familiar with what compounding interest is, and I'm gonna skip this next slide, but compounding uh, you know, occurs when the percentage you earn each year is placed on the principal and then the, it continues on like that. Uh, as you go along, But I just want to give you this example because I think this really helps us to see why it's important to s- start early as you can. Take, for example, a 25-year-old that puts aside $3,000 per year, so that's basically $58 per week, and if you're in a employer plan where you get matching contributions, that means you're putting in $29, and they're and putting in $29, but $58 a week for 10 years. So that's $3,000, I mean $30,000 rather. And then after 10 years, at age 35, they stop completely. By the time they reach the age 65, they will have accumulated $472,000, and that's assuming an 8% annual return. And we're not guaranteeing those returns, we're just using this example. But take example number two. A 35-year-old, 10 years older, they start putting away $3,000 per year for 30 years. And they have put in $90,000 compared to example one where they put in $30,000. They put in $90,000. By the time they reach the age 65, they will have accumulate $360,000, assuming an 8% return. So that's a difference of $105,000. Not only that, you would have contribute 600, I mean, $60,000 more of your own money to build less assets. And so I think that's a very powerful picture of the best friends and retirement savings of time and compounding interest. And so um, this is a good chart to see uh, as you start earlier. If you're trying to get to a $500,000 balance, that's your goal. That's the number you... You want to reach to, you decide it's not the age, but it's the, the amount I want to get to is $500,000. So at age 20, if you uh, contribute $2,100 a year for 46 years, you would contribute $96,600 and your ending balance will be $504,000. You didn't start at 20, you start at 40, but you still want to get to the $500,000 goal. Well, you would have to contribute nearly $8,000 a year for 26 years. And you would have contributed $207,000 double what you would have contributed just to get to that $500,000. And you can see the example as it, as it goes on. And so, so the key is, is that the earlier you start, the less work you have to do. Uh, next point I want to make real quickly is take advantage of the match. Uh, that's free money. If you're an employer that that offers some sort of matching contribution, like 5%, 3%, uh, take advantage of that match. In fact, you'll not find a better return on your money. Uh, You put in 5%, they put in 5%, your money doubles. That's 100% return on your investment. Don't don't leave that money on the payer, payer. So, we talked about earlier about identifying the type of plan, the type of plan that may be best for you. Well, if you have an employer that offers you a match, that's where you should start. That's what you should be involved in. The next number six or number uh, five rather uh, is that you need to automate, automate, automate your savings. Uh, I can't stress that uh, enough. Uh, does anyone ever forget things? I know I, I do from time to time and so there's so much technology out there that you, you ought to leverage, try to automate your, your savings, uh, your employer. Uh, You know, you you can send in money, like if you have a retirement account with us, you can send in money, you can send in a check, and some people do that, and they do it from time to time. They send in a personal check for their savings, but it's better for you when you're trying to reach your goal to automate that, and you can do that through payroll deductions. If you open an IRA or Roth IRA, you can perhaps set up automatic bank draft. And so th- those things are important as, as you consider that. And one key thing to keep in mind and consider is that as you look for opportunities along the way to s- is to save more. Taking your raise, um, taking uh, maybe have to cut expenses, what you have to save. Uh, no one gets to retirement and says, I wish I would have saved, not saved this much money. Uh, for most people, they get to retirement and say, I wish I would have saved save more. And so automating those savings. And real quickly the next one is is just staying consistent. There are a lot of things that keep us from being consistent. Uh, some people move jobs uh, and they don't keep the savings going on the next job. Uh, perhaps they don't live within their means or stay on budget. They're not prepared for a financial uh, crisis. So uh, the key is, is just stay, stay consistent. And a lot of times uh, what we 've seen, especially as we look at the years where returns are good versus the years where the returns are bad, we 've seen our contributions totals drop in the years where the um, the earnings may be going down but that 's really the exact opposite of how we should think about it uh, you want to you want uh, contribute more when when things are cheaper to buy but We don't always know when those things are, so we need to stay consistent, even in the ups and the downs of the market. Stay consistent, you have your plan, you've identified the goal, you know where you're trying to get to, stay consistent with your retirement savings. Um, The next thing is about your investments, and I won't spend a whole lot of uh, time here because I want to get done just a couple of minutes and uh, let you ask questions, but it's about allocating your investments correctly. And this is about determining the right mix of investments depends on two things, how long do you have until you need your money, and we call that time horizon, and the second thing is how comfortable you are with risk, and that is risk uh, tolerance. And so those are two things you think about, how, how should I allocate my investments? How, how much uh, should I invest in stocks or how much should I invest in bonds? Those sort of things. It's about how long do you have the time horizon and how comfortable you are with that, with that risk. We could talk about the aggressiveness of investment, those the ups and downs of the market, uh, diversification uh, as, you're, as you're investing and, and there's, there's mutual funds, there's target date funds, there's lots of things out there that allows you to invest in hundreds of stocks picked by financial professionals. And then as you get older, you can start changing your risk because as we get older, as our time horizon shrinks, then our risk tolerance probably should change and it ought to change. And so your, your stock to bond ratio may um, may change. And so one of the things that we see uh, that that people fail to do is they, they they invest in an investment, they do it for, you know, all, all of their life. And that may work out for some people, but if you were trying to retire in 2022 and you did that and didn't make any changes, then you, you notice your balance went down. And, and, and so you don't want that to happen in the last year of, of retirement. So keep that in mind as you think about your investments. And one thing I want to stress is just leave your retirement money alone. Uh, when people move from job to job, uh, they a lot of times tend to cash out their money. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Take it from me, I did that. And that's about some thousand dollars mistake. Don't do that. Even with a small amount, you think, well, I only save $1,500. $1,500 compounded over 40 years is a lot of money. I got some examples. I don't have time to go through that. But you can see $5,000 today in 35 years could be $62,000, assuming seven 7.5% return on your money. So those small amounts, leave them. Let them work for you. Roll them over to your next, leave them in there. If they won't allow you to leave them in the current plan, roll it to your new employer plan, put in IRA, but just don't cash it out. There's also tax consequences. But the final thing I want to mention is just don't over obsess about the market. Uh, Obsessing on the market, will only just bring about stress. It tends to lead to investing mistakes. Uh, we sell low uh, we buy high we do the opposite of what we should do there's always going to be ups and downs in the market uh, and as much as we hate when our balances go down that's buying opportunities for us and we need those <laughs> corrections in the market so our retirement savings can grow so a better approach would be going back to number one know know your plan have that plan developed, keep your savings automated stick with that investment strategy and just avoid the hourly check in in the market. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for us in regards to retirement savings. So the key is making a plan, getting started and stick stick with it. And I can tell you for sure that your future self will thank you for that.